Aerospace Unplugged. Hello and welcome to Aerospace Unplugged. I'm your host, Carrie Sinclair, and today's episode is all about the customer experience. Joining me to discuss the ins and outs of the customer journey and how we're making an impact is Vice President of Customer and Product Support, Peter Kropik. Thanks for joining me today, Peter. You're welcome. Great to be here. Peter, we've been working together for a bit now, and if you could, would you mind walking me through your career at Honeywell, how you came to Honeywell, and how you landed in aerospace? Absolutely. So, so I've been with Honeywell now for about uh, 17 years. I uh, started my career before Honeywell um, in software. So I worked um, in Big Five Consulting doing software implementations, uh, SAP, Oracle, um, JD Edwards. Um, progressively worked into more so, uh, custom software applications. Um, came to Honeywell in 2001, um, working in IT, um, doing you know, systems integrations. Um, I did leave Honeywell for a few minutes, uh, for about two years to, to do my own personal startup, um, but then came back again um, in around 2008 and have been here ever since. Um, since then, I've been working through a number of different, different areas. Um, in, in technology and software, as well as um, building and standing up our Honeywell user experience, where we really focus on the customer experience and end-to-end -end journey maps. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I've moved in over the last uh, two years into the customer and product support organization. So um, it's been an interesting journey, um, leveraging my technology background, customer experience. And I think that's all kind of coming together here in the current role that um, I'm in, in customer product support. Well, it sounds like all of your experience has led you to really understand the customer journey and its importance. Why do you think the customer experience is so crucial? I mean, it really is. I mean, it's the way that our customers view us. Um, it's the perception of Honeywell to our external um, uh, customer base. And so if we don't think through um, how we engage you know, across all of our interactions or all of our teams, um, then we're really not really understanding how, how to make ourselves better and how to make sure we're, we're providing the optimal experience um, in everything we do and every place we interact with our customer. Um, you know, and this can be across our sales teams, it could be around our digital footprint, around our portals, or it can be around our support organization doing technical support. So how do we measure ourselves? <laughs> Good question. We, um, we have a lot of measures. Um, and, and, you know, like, you know, we're an engineering company, so we like to have data. Um, so from a customer support perspective or from a customer experience perspective, we have a number of different measures that we use. Um, we, we look at, uh, I'll, I'll kind of think of it in three different levels. One is around our day-to-day -day transactions. So um, everywhere across our customer support or technical support organizations, um, we measure every transaction. So every time a customer calls us or emails us or interacts with us on the portal, um, post that, that engagement, we will send a, a survey and, and get their feedback um, and get you know, some customer satisfaction um, response and ratings. Um, the second level we have is around every uh, twice a year, we go out and we do a relationship survey with our key customer base um, and we measure our net promoter score um, to understand kind of how we're doing from an overall relationship perspective and, and get, again, an understanding kind of at a different level. So a little bit, you know, not transactional um, and day to day, but up at kind of how we're doing it at the overall engagement. And then the third measure, which is really our external measure of our industry surveys, um, be it our Boeing and Airbus surveys, the AIN and the BGA world, or even some of our defense and space customers um, provide these external surveys. And each one of them are measures of how we're doing and it's opportunity for us to get feedback on areas where we can improve. 
So which one do you think holds the most weight? <laughs> um, it's hard to say. I mean, each one, I mean, definitely if you, when you take a look at the external surveys um, that we have in industry surveys, they definitely carry a lot of weight because they're independent, they're third party. But to be completely honest, um, we, we look at them all because every time we get feedback um, from the customer, it's an opportunity for us to learn and an opportunity to get better. And um, each one of the three that I talked about really provides us different views and different lenses, um, you know, from very strategic um, to very tactical. Um, but each one, and, you know, we take, um, we digest the feedback, and then we put actions around them of how we get better. So, um, you know, they're all important in my mind. So, Peter, I know we have a global customer committee. How does that factor into our feedback and how we move forward? Yeah, good. So, so a, a global um, customer committee, the GCC, um, is primarily a business and general operations uh, customer forum, uh, if you'd like. And we come together four times a year. Uh, each quarter, we have face-to-faces twice a year. Um, There's both in the U.S. and around the world in the MIA and Asia Pack. Um, and that, that, that is an, another opportunity for us to get input from our customers around what we're doing well and where are areas of opportunity for us to work. Um, inside of those, not only is around customer support, but it's also around how we're doing around products and delivery and in areas, quite honestly, that our customers would like us to, to explore further. So um, it gives us not just customer satisfaction feedback, but overall um, where we need to go with products and services and, 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 and provide them um, better opportunities in the marketplace. Okay. Well, there's quite a few different areas that's considered customer and product support. So let's break some of those down. What do you think about um, technical support specifically and what we're trying to do there? Yeah, so in a technical support organization, you know, this is primarily um, everything post-sale. Um, so so their support organization includes a centralized technical support operations team, um, as well as a large number of highly experienced field support engineers that are out in the field at or near customer sites to provide you know, real-time um, access to, to resolve issues. Um, our support te- technical support team um, does everything from installation, helping support installation to answering questions around maintenance um, to helping our customers, both on the airlines, defense and space, and, and BG operators, understand how they can run their products more efficiently and effectively, um, troubleshooting, pretty much anything that uh, happens once the product is in the field, this team is out there to support um, you know, as an extension of that too, we, you know, we support our AOG team, which is air, aircraft on ground, um, has a very tight connection with the uh, tech support team to, to help troubleshoot um, the aircraft when they're seeing issues. So um, this is a really, really critical component for us, um, really, really important for our customers. Um, and it's an area that we've um, invested very heavily in over the years. Um, and something we get really good feedback from our customers on. Um, as we're looking forward, um, we're, we're looking to drive more digital capabilities so that we can uh, provide customers with access to information on our portals um, so they can get quick and easy access. So if for some reason they can't immediately get hold of somebody, they can uh, help themselves through some, some self-service um, type capabilities. Well, obviously that's near and dear to my heart. So, <laughs> uh, So what have you seen that has really shifted in the last six months or so? With, regarding customer support. I mean, obviously there's a whole nother mentality here uh, with the COVID crisis that's going on right now, but um, are you seeing any trends or any changes? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we got the normal things that you'd expect to see in these times around customer support, especially on you know orders and, and customers looking to to move things around based on the dynamic of their fleet, how their fleets are flying, those kinds of areas. But I, I think really what we've seen, especially it goes back to the first the question before around technical support, um, is, is we've spent a lot more time with customers um, understanding kind of how their plans are going forward. And, and more importantly, how do they um, take care of their fleet? in a time when their airplanes aren't flying. Um, you know, aircraft typically aren't built to sit on the ground, they're, they're, they're built to fly. And so um, they very quickly um, have, see challenges and issues if they're not maintained correctly. And so um, our support team has, has really transitioned um, from technical support of issues and fixing things and getting the plane flying to really working closely with our customers around how do we help maintain the aircraft while they're sitting? What's the maintenance they should be doing around cycling the engines or their APUs, um, keeping bearings you know, moist and greased uh, during these periods of time, and, and really helping them make sure that the aircraft is ready for the time whenever that may be that they start to fly again. So that's really been one of the big transitions we've seen, over, especially over the last six months of, in the maintenance space, especially of keeping the aircraft um, in, a, in a flyworthy state um, as they get ready to, to hopefully start flying again here in the second half of the year. For sure. What else could you tell me about um, our support and maybe specifically around customer core teams and what they are doing? Yeah. So a customer core team or CCT is kind of a, a core element that we that we work with uh, inside of Honeywell around how we engage with our customer base. And a customer core team is nothing more than a cross-functional team that is focused on and understands a given customer. And typically that'll be made up of a, a customer's customer business manager, kind of on the front end commercial aspects of understanding new contracts and, and opportunities. It's our customer support manager that is really kind of the core of everything we do support, field, support, field service engineer, and then other functional um, support uh, individuals as needed. But this core team really has the heart and mind of the customer. Um, they understand kind of what their fleet looks like. They understand what their contracts are. They understand what their mission is. And it really, really ensure that we're providing them with the information, the data, the support that's needed for them to make, you know, to operate on a day-to-day -day basis. And um, biggest piece of this is really to ensure good transparency of communication back and forth. Um, the core team, uh, along with the customer's core team, you know, they meet regularly and it could be anywhere from daily, um, daily touch bases around orders or technical issues um, to our quarterly executive reviews, but it's really kind of the core element of how we engage and, and stay connected with our customers. So customer interactions aside, there's a lot happening in the background, like availability, parts availability in general, um, delivering on time, I'm sure it plays a huge role in customer satisfaction. What are customers experiencing and how are we addressing any? Yeah, yep, yeah, no, absolutely. And so so customer experience is, is, you know, we tend to think of that as the customer support team and, you know, just the support elements. But quite honestly, it, it's really about how we engage, uh, you know, with our customers holistically, right? And that's everything from how we do contracts, how we engage with them, um, but also how we perform from a delivery perspective that, that you're mentioning here, right? So, so our integrated supply chain and our performance in this area around um, delivering product on time, delivering it with high quality um, is really, really key. And so this is an area where we've got a lot of focus. Um, and, you know, with it, and again, this is, this is an internal focus around how cross-functionally we can ensure this happens, right? Um, this is absolutely not just a supply chain issue. It's, it, it's a whole 
um, Honeywell team effort to make sure we're delivering to our customer to ensure, you know, we have our orders placed in the system correctly, you know, things that can flow through and we, we integrate and, and interact with our suppliers the right way to get material and then obviously get them built and get them shipped. And so um, lots of focus. This is, you know, I would say uh, our number one priority inside of Honeywell Aerospace right now is to really ensure we, we have, um, you know, a good understanding of what we need to deliver and that we're getting everything back to the customers on time because it is absolutely one of the, the key drivers of customer experience for, for every one of our um, different customer segments. So walking through the customer journey, once they become a customer, what is the next step so we can get them on the right foot? Um, is it a warranty? Is it maintenance support? I mean, how do we get them on the right track? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways. So obviously, um, every customer is a little different and a little unique. But I mean, obviously, once they once they're a customer and they've got product, um, we have lots of different options. And you mentioned a couple of them there around um, our, our maintenance support agreements, and that's a, a really good way for us to drive you know stronger and deeper relationships with their customer, and also um, provide them with a, a different and different level of service. Um, you know, we have maintenance plans around our engines and our auxiliary power units or APUs. Um, that really um, provide each of the customers with with the different service level agreement that comes with those, right? Um, and not only does it give them that, it gives them some peace of mind of the protection that are, that a warranty um, provides, but it also helps them um, plan their costs and their maintenance experiences as well, so that they're not um, surprised when a, a, a big event happens. So, so the maintenance you know provides them you know with some some consistency and some ability to plan, but more importantly, it provides them with a much deeper, richer customer experience um, where we can interact with them um, very closely. We can make sure we're we're looking at them and helping them provide more preventative maintenance as well. So, um, again, it's a great way for us to you know move through from a just a transactional seller product to really having a, a partnering and a relationship with each customer. So let's talk AOG. Uh, earlier, you mentioned aircraft on ground support, but can we kind of deep dive into what is it that happens when someone calls in an AOG? Yep. So AOG, I mean, the aircraft on ground, It's I think of it as a white glove support service. Um, this is where we have aircraft that are in um, aircraft on ground situations. They can't fly and they need to get flying. And so we have a, um, a group of folks uh, here in Phoenix that handle all of the AOGs across our segments. Um, predominantly, we see a large portion of our, our business and aviation customers using this service because um, typically the smaller operators don't carry a lot of spare parts. Um, and so they, they really rely on this to be able to, one, troubleshoot and identify the issue and then get parts dispatched um, within hours, um, not days, but within hours so they can get um, the material out to the aircraft, get it replaced and get the aircraft flying again. Um, airlines will do it as well. Um, they do carry, like I said, kind of some higher level of, of, of spare equipment, but there are situations and times when they, they need some support as well. And so again, um, this is all about getting, getting material um, identified and shipped and dispatched quickly and getting it installed back on the aircraft. So um, we, we see this as kind of the, the, the top of our customer support chain in that um, these, this is where customers are at their, um, the area where they need the greatest help because it's the most urgent. And this is where we really look to excel to bring, you know, world-class um, speed and customer experience for them. So do we position equipment around the world to better support them? We do. So we have, and, and we have lots of different ways that we can do this. We have distri distribution centers that are located globally around the world. We have, um, some of our, our product exchanges, 
uh, pools that are situated in, in, in the Asia-Pac region or MIAs or the Americas to help support this. And, and we leverage those heavily um, in these AOG situations. So wherever we can um, find product that is in, say, Asia-Pac for an Asia-Pac customer, we will dispatch from there because um, obviously it's, it's much easier and, and much shorter cycle time to get something distributed from that perspective. But yes, that is something we look at. We understand kind of how aircraft are flying, where the fleets are, um, and we look at data and we use analytics to help us make sure we're positioning in, uh, product um, and material um, as close to customers as, as possible. So getting back to my own passion, let's talk about the online experience. So what is Honeywell doing digitally? Yeah, absolutely. So, so digital is a big component of customer experience and customer support for us. Um, over the years, we've spent a lot of time investing in creating the, the My Aerospace portal. Um, and we have a large number of modules and features and functionality that are currently available for customers. Um, everything from your ability to place an order, to get a quote, to look up order status, to return materials. Um, I think right now the count is about 40 different capabilities that we have externally there. Um, as we think about what we're looking to go continue to do differently, um, continue to add to the capability, but more importantly, help customers drive more end-to-end -end experiences where they can complete all their transactions online without having to call or email a customer support agent. Um, and I think that that's beneficial from everybody because you know they can self-serve in their own time um, and they can increase the speed by which they get the responses. Um, the other area that we're really looking to drive into is, and I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, was around the technical support um, and putting more technical information out online and more troubleshooting and self-help kind of capabilities. Um, everybody loves the, the do-it-yourself videos on YouTube. And so we're looking to see how we can leverage that approach, um, in, in especially in the maintenance area around understanding how do you repair an APU, how do you repair an engine, how do you check this valve, and so creating more of that capability is an area that we're looking to explore in as we go forward um, you know, in the rest of 20, 2020 as well as into 2021. Yeah, I know we have about 114 videos available right now, and I know we're looking to add more. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's, we get a lot of great feedback from customers that have used them. Um, you know, like we said, just more is better. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a lot about how, what Honeywell is doing to satisfy our customers. But do you have any advice or recommendations to give to our customers, in a, you know, to enable them to enact, interact with us better? So that's a great, great question. I, I think, you know, the best advice I would give is to customers is to interact with us in, in, the, in the mode that makes the most sense for them, right? So, um, you know, I think we tend to want customers to interact with us in one way, be it for, through a phone or through an email or through, through our digital portals. Um, and I think for every customer, it's different um, and every segment is a little bit different. Um, but I think the other piece of it is, is, is really um, having the ability to, to have a conversation with, with their customer support uh, representatives and truly understand what their needs are. And so the more that we can understand their needs, understand what their problems are, um, what their mission is and what they're trying to accomplish, the more we can tailor our services to them. So, so as we have those conversations, we can start to look at does it make sense for you to communicate with us um, through a portal or do we set up something that's more of a digital in exchange? Um, do we need to be we uh, meeting weekly or is it just monthly? You know, what does it start to look like? So I think, um, you know, as much as I'm really pushing our customer support team to engage and get much deeper with our, our customer base, I think, you know, my ask out to the, our customers is, hey, let's engage with Honeywell and, and tell us your needs so that we can then um, help you, um, you know, get the best experience possible. 
Do you have any examples where we've turned something around or made a vast improvement? Yeah, good question. We we absolutely do. And like I like I mentioned earlier on in the discussion, we 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 use all of our inputs across all the different survey measures and and, and customer experience metrics to gather feedback. And so we have seen through the actions that we've taken from those um, some really good turnaround stories across all of our different customer segments in either the, B, the business and general aviation market or the airline market and in each region of the world. So, um, you know, leveraging the core teams um, that, that we talked about to really engage differently, to really make sure we're understanding what the customer's issues are and then really being diligent on the follow through of the actions. Um, and we start, we've absolutely seen it come through in the survey results and the follow on um, feedback that we've received. So, yes. Um, I think the uh, the strategies and the activities the team has been working have been um, have been and um, are being uh, very successful. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? I mean, I think the, I think we covered a lot of it. I mean, covered all the the big aspects of customer experience. Um, you know, I guess my key takeaway is customer experience is about the the, the whole the whole thing. Um, it's not about just one interaction. And so we're really looking at the overall customer journey how every place that every one of our customers interacts with us, like I said, from all the way from sales to the technical support on the back end, um, how do we really make sure we improve that? And how do we make sure that it's it's seamless and efficient with everything they do, right? So, um, you know, we're, we're working hard every day, leveraging technologies, leveraging feedback to make sure we're, uh, you know, we're the, we're the company that that is known for driving great customer experience. Great. Well, thank you for joining me virtually today. And, uh, before I let you go, the name of the podcast is Aerospace Unplugged. So we like to ask our guests, how do you unplug at the end of the day? So I think it's um it's definitely changed, especially here in the last six months. But my unplug right now is get especially given the work from home scenario is um I have two teenage kids and so spending time with them, um, understanding kind of where they're at and listening and learning a little bit more about their environment is my way to kind of move away from some of the the uh, trials and tribulations of work. So. I spending time with family, um, learning about things like what is TikTok and some of their social media aspects. That's my uh, that's my way of getting away. That's right, TikTok, TikTok and video <laughs> games, right? Absolutely, I've learned I've learned more about that than I ever cared to over the last few weeks. I bet. <laughs> All right, well, thank you once again for joining us. I'm your host, Carrie Sinclair, and this is Aerospace Unplugged. To learn more about how Honeywell can support your business, visit us at aerospace.honeywell.com and click get support or contact your Honeywell representative. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening right now. Until next time, safe travels. This episode was produced and edited by Chloe Dake.